It's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm your host, Steve Titchener. And on the line, we have John McAlevey. This time, it's Matt Lachlan, who's on the road with the Devils and couldn't join us. And we missed you last week, John, so good to have you back. Good to be back, Steve. I'm, I'm glad to, uh, to be running the fast break with you today. Before we get rolling, yeah. I know that the name of our show is the Jersey Hardwood Podcast. And I just have to ask you, with, with the way that your team and your alma mater has played their last two games, how hard do you want to bang your head on the hardwood? Oh, Johnny. I mean, yeah. come on, man. This has been, listen, the, the up and down season continues. And, uh, and unfortunately, there's not enough ups and, and, and too many downs. But uh, the past week was just bad, bad for this team. Um, two really inexcusable losses. I mean, they go to many. Minnesota, that is. Uh, seven players dressed for Minnesota. Are you kidding me? They're top three scorers out. Um, and uh, the guards killed them. The Peyton Willis, uh, 32 points, a career high. Luke Lowe, 19 points. That might be a career high. I think it was. So their guards just shredded them. Uh, Three-pointers raining all over the place. Um you know, I, that Willis kid was hitting some tough shots, man, but still just inexcusable. You got your full team. They've got seven players. I mean, three players uh, played the whole game, played 40 minutes. I think they had two uh, two uh, bench players that, that had three minutes each. You know, a lot of people questioned uh, uh, Peichel on this one in terms of not doing a three-quarter press at least to try to wear them down. You know, the offense, God, God almighty, John. I mean, in the end of the day, I mean, Look, Steve Peichel came in and he said, listen, we're, we, we don't have the talent. Uh, we've got to outwork the other team. We're going to make this a, a defensive team that will shut down the other team. And that's how we're going to win at the beginning. And, you know, their identity is defense. And it's very clear their identity is defense because it certainly is an offense. It's been a problem. And now it's more than a problem than ever. Um, they're just not scoring enough. Uh, even the rock fight with Iowa, where you where you hold Iowa, an amazing defensive effort, no question by 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 Rutgers. That was amazing. You, you hold them to forty six points, but you score forty eight. My goodness, yeah. I mean, so you almost and my God, you uh, you know, uh, their guy had a good look at the bat at the end of that game, and, and and man, and I I read everything that you know I'm on on the banks all the time and on NJ.com and all that, and, and really really just kind of focusing on uh, the offense and, and these long stretches where they don't score at all. Um, and uh, so, you know, you lose at Minnesota, a game you really needed to have because the schedule is going to get much tougher. And you come home, you, you see a team that you just beat up in the second half in Maryland. Uh, you know, right. Maryland had an 11-point first-half lead. I was at the game. No one was there. It's bizarre. Rutgers started out slow because, you know, that's kind of what they're doing. It turns about a signature thing with Peichel's. It's these slow starts, man. And uh, and they go down 11 uh, at College Park, and then they just outscore him by 22 points in the second half and play yeah. just a, a fantastic half of basketball. So you know this. It's in them. You know um, good basketball is in them. And, uh, and then they come home. Uh, Ten days later, see Maryland again, and just you know they just they came out flat uh, again. Terrible touch around the basket. 
Uh, no one's hitting shots. I don't want to hear about uh, Gio or uh, Ron Harper Jr.'s 16 points either. It was all garbage time. It was all when they were trying to catch up. They were down by 20 points at one point in the first half. I mean, the rack was just there. It sucked the air out of the rack. No one could get fired up. There was just yeah. everybody was just like it was all just like what's happening. So all of that uh, home court advantage and momentum was just never was there. They could never cut it to under to single digits every time they did. And you know, again, they got killed by the guards this time. You know, Fats Russell and uh, Eric Ayala. We're just just nailing threes. Fats Russell was just—he was difficult in the first half in Maryland, but they figured him out in the second half. This game, they didn't figure him out at all, and he just Fats went off. Fats was a good player. He was yeah, a, he was a good. Uh, they don't like his quickness, and and you know he hits. He was he was on. He was hitting the threes. Uh, they weren't getting out. You know, I mean, Dante Scott had three points, um, and you know they didn't turn the ball over. Again, terrible in both the Minnesota game and in this game, terrible around the rim. I mean, Cliff O'Mori, I mean, listen, what an athlete. I haven't seen an athlete like that in Piscataway in a long time. This guy is an amazing athlete that should develop into an NBA player. Am I right? I mean, should this, I mean, come on, a 6'11 guy with that kind of quickness and that kind of, uh, the, the ability to move his feet the way he does, the quick hands, everything about him, I, I can't see him not being an NBA player. I just, well, he I, just he's not he's not offensive really at all. I mean he he's he really is figure not it out, man. Somebody that, you know, what? he came he came to the game late. You know, he was another uh, you know, uh, Nigerian. I know oh, by the way, and there's another uh, Nigerian who had a pretty good career that would be uh, Akeem Olajuwon. You should hang out with him for a little bit. Uh yeah. but you know, the same kind of thing too. Akeem uh played uh played soccer and he has good yeah. great footwork and all and so did uh, so did uh uh so did Cliff. And so well, you, his, you see, game, you know, his numbers against Maryland were very good. He wasn't the problem. Oh, no, listen, you know, here, here's the thing. His defense. More than 10 or 11 points. You know, his, he's going to, yeah. he's not going to have 20 point games, but his he defense pulls down 13 boards. He blocks two shots. I mean, he's doing the things that he's supposed to be doing. I mean, they need people like Paul, Paul Mulcahy was a heralded recruit. Let's face it. He came in as a heralded recruit. They're saying, Pykele has finally come into New Jersey, and he's gotten the, the crown jewel of the New Jersey high school scene. And remember, he would sit behind the bench yeah. in senior year. He would be at all the games. And this was going to be like, you know, the, the local boy coming home and really lighting the world on fire. And, you know, into his third year now, has his, has his mark really been made on the program? I mean, what can you really say about Paul Mulcahy? Too inconsistent. I mean, he, he does have his moments, you know, and he's a guy who can, he, you know, he sees the court well. And, he, and so he's uh, he, he's an assist machine at times. And then other times, you know, um, he'll start turning the ball o- over. And then again on the offensive end, man, he just he's never he always passes up the shot. And then um, he's, he's, he's indecisive a lot. Uh, I, I can't. But he's put, not a great athlete. I think uh, he gets to the point where. He, he can he can't really go by anybody at mm-hmm. this level in the Big Ten. Yeah. And then when he gets by them, he can't really elevate, so he gets a lot of shots pinned on the backboard. And um, oh, listen, you know, and he, as he, a holder, he works as hard as he can. How about talk to me about Jaden Jones? Well, like, look, so here's recruit. a p- perfect example of of uh, Pykele's management here, man. And where I might question it, I mean, I get it. In the end of the day, it's about defense with Pykele. We all know that, and that's what he his foundation is. And so you've got to show that you can play defense before anything else. And you hear it all the time 
when when Peichel's in his post uh, his post game, he's like, hey, listen, I'm not yeah. worried about the points. The points will come. These guys got to play defense. The problem is, is that you know Jaden did, I guess, was not playing to the level that that that, that Coach Peichel needs to see, and so he he was in his doghouse for several um several games where he didn't get a minute on the court yeah. at all. And yeah. so he got he got five minutes against Maryland, but he didn't. You know, he was he's, I could tell he's completely uh, afraid to shoot. Um, same thing with um, with with Jalen Miller too. Quick kid who yeah he he won't shoot the ball. He you know. And then at the same time, you know, Caleb McConnell. Okay, yeah, now Caleb is a heck of a, a defensive player. So did he earn the right to shoot fifteen times against Maryland? I mean, there's just something that's not working on the offensive end for these guys. In in, in yeah. the movement. The problem though, with Caleb McConnell is that somebody has to play. You know, the the three, the two, three, and. He just happens to be the guy that's getting the minutes there. I mean, on any other Big Ten or Big East or Big Time Conference, Caleb McConnell is maybe a 10 to 12-minute player. And at Rutgers, he's playing 30 minutes a game. Playing 30 minutes, so, and, he's, and he's shooting the ball, and he's taking the point. And I, listen, I like the player, and I've said this. I like I, him, too. It's I, just that he, he, he gets overexposed. I mean, in, in a 15-minute John, stint, he would be awesome. You would love everything he brings. But when you're counting on him to be like your third scorer, John, I mean, that's asking a little too much. There's a reason he's open. All right. right. There's the reason he's not getting doubled. Okay. So look, um, you know, so the the thing is, is I I can't, I'm not blaming, you know, coach Peichel for, for having defense be the foundation of his team. I mean, that's not a problem, but you can't completely forget the offense and completely, you know, they don't have the right sets. They don't have the right ball movement. They don't, you know, they it doesn't seem like they ever get an easy shot. And when they do, for God's sake, John, they miss it. I mean, their layups yeah. around the basket, they've been terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, Cliff, I mean, we, we've talked about this. He's got to figure out a way to get those little those little five-footers, the little bankers, the little chippies. He, he's not good with that. He hasn't. He's he's great with just grabbing the ball and flushing it. He's as quick as can be. Um, That's the problem. Yeah, lay up some dunks. Lay up some dunks. That's where he uh, – running the floor, effort plays. He's never going to be a guy that you can – you know, like Kofi Coburn where you bounce it into him and he can – you know, make moves off the dribble. Um, uh, he's not going to be a Luca Garza type, you know, obviously. So, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's never going to shoot a three-point shot. And he, if he does, it's desperation, and the game is on the line. Yeah. And he's just Although he's, he's tried, to, he's tried a couple. I don't, I, he hasn't hit any yet, but he has tried a couple. But no. I, I, Well, you, like you said, if he's yeah. out there, he'll be wide open. You know, you're <laughs> open for a reason because the other team doesn't think you can make that shot. Right. They're daring you to take it. Yeah. So, how about yeah. we look ahead? We're coming off of two really bad losses. And now here's really where the rubber meets the road, Steve, because their next two games, albeit they're both on the road, but it's Nebraska and it's Northwestern because those those have to be wins if you want to do anything. Because right after that, you're talking Michigan State, Ohio State, ranked, at Wisconsin. Ranked teams number the 10, rest of the way. Number 16 and number 11. Yeah. And then Illinois. you yeah. got four ranked opponents that will be two of them are on the road that are no chancers. You're not going to win it at, uh, at Wisconsin. Excuse me. The other three are at home, Michigan state, Ohio state, and Illinois will all be home. Yeah. So you got to have Nebraska and you got to have Northwestern or the season really will well, spiral. You, then you got to see a really different ugly. team. You got to see a different team and a different effort. And I'm even going to argue that you got to see something different than just Iowa too. Cause you, you got to, 
listen, they could have lost that game easily, too. I mean, Iowa had a, a, a bad night shooting. Yes, Rutgers played very good defense. There's no question about it. I don't want to take anything away from that. But Iowa had good looks. They had plenty of good looks and missed them, man. They had a bad night shooting as well. You have to yeah. score points, man. And that's where I go back to, I mean, like, look, I mean, if, if, if Pike's not that guy, then Brandon Knight, Carl Hobbs, one of the, one of the assistants, or one of these guys can, um, uh, or do they need the, the equivalent of an offensive coordinator or something? Do they need, it just seems like, and this has been a problem for a while. Can, you know can, what it is, Steve? What is it? You know what it is? It comes down to the fact that, and um, all of these teams are running the same stuff. In, in one form or another, they're all running the same sets. And what, what it really comes down to when you set a screen and hit the open man, teams that are really good, that guy makes the shot and teams that are mediocre and really bad. The guy misses the shot. It's, yeah. it's just what it comes down to. It's the players. It's not so much the scheme. I can see defensively. You can get a coach who's a real rah-rah guy and he's screaming at his guys and they really dig in and play great defense. But on the other end of the floor, I mean, if you have personnel that just cannot make a shot, then it's really going to be hard each and every night to win games. Yeah, but what about cuts to the basket and things, John? The other team, I see the other team getting plenty of backdoor cuts and such and getting layups. And, and, and even even when Rutgers is playing good defense, that it happens, but you just rarely see it with Rutgers. You rarely do. So, like, your sets and such, are they really the same? Or, or you know, and, and I got to say that the quick teams that bother Rutgers, they're not the quickest team. I mean, they're, they're big. Their guards are big, but they're not the quickest. And, again, I'll go back to Jaden Jones and Jalen Miller because there's, those are your new recruits, and both of them are lightning quick. But you could tell Jalen Miller will not even shoot. You could tell he just he's petrified to shoot. And Jaden Jones, just he doesn't know where he is right now. I mean, he looked like God when we ever the beginning of the season. We're like, God, this, this looks like a nice offensive player here. I yeah. wasn't even paying attention. I'll admit it. I wasn't paying attention to his defense as much. And apparently that's what got him in, um, got him a seat on the bench is that he wasn't. Jalen? Yeah, yeah. Or no, J- uh, Jaden. Jaden Jones. Yeah. Um, Between the two of them, they're only yeah. averaging, you know, like 19 minutes a game. Well, you got to develop J- those guys. Jalen Miller plays eight minutes a game. Now listen, especially if you, if you start losing the next few games, forget about it then, man. You know, let, let develop those guys. Uh, well, that's you, what you I'm have saying. To. It's quick. It's quickly. We're headed that way pretty quick, Steve. Yeah. And you know who else? Ralph Gonzalez, AG, he has not panned out. That was a guy they got on the, the waiver wire. No, no. I mean, we you can know, go. Seton Hall gets a guy. Um, you know, they've gotten a couple guys off the wire that have been terrific. Yeah. And welcome to South Orange. Yep. And then we, we play yeah. our games at the Rock and I, whatever, man. I don't know. Um, it just seems like the atmosphere and everything, there's just so much positive things going on at Rutgers. But, yeah, in the offseason, you, you know. Steve, it, yeah. it all comes down to now. It all comes down to recruiting. And at the end of the year, if they can bring in some some of those transfers that have, uh, you know, through the portal, guys that are upperclassmen that have played and have some experience. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a prime example. My team, Providence, won a game last night at Xavier, a huge win Yeah, um, on the road. Having a nice and season there, Johnny. Scored, they scored 65 points, Steve. And are you ready for this? Yeah. 60 of the 65 points were scored by transfers into the school in, over the last two years. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. of the 65. Yeah. Oh, okay? it's huge. So that's where people are making their bones is on grad transfers and guys coming in. Look at Seton Hall. They're right. loaded with them. Right. You know, Aiken and, yeah. and um, you know, Obiagu. 
They're loaded with these. Now, you know, listen, Andre Hyatt hasn't been bad. He came over from LSU. Uh, You know, he's getting, what, 15 minutes a night. Man, he hits his shots. He he hasn't been terrible by any means. Plays good defense. uh, And he's going to be around. Um, You know, uh, yeah, AG, you know, can score at San Jose. Uh, you know, I mean, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Well, listen, you're talking about someone who's exactly able to put right. the ball in the basket, John. It's it's that simple. It's just sh- when you're open shooting and it goes in, but, but he's not that big, uh, you know? I no. mean, he, so you don't have a lot of beef behind um, Omori. So when he goes yep. out, I mean, Dean Reber has been playing pretty well. He's had, he has developed nicely. And I wonder why he's developing, you know, quicker than the other guys. Uh, but uh, Palmquist, Oscar Palmquist, these other guys, I don't know, are still big question marks, really. And I thought Jaden Jones was going to come along real nicely and be a, a guy who could, uh, you know, who could score. And uh, yeah, I really thought, that I thought you know, from the from the halfway season point on that he would really start taking off. But the, no, he got a seat on the bench. And Pykele keeps saying, keeps saying, hey, I'm not worried. Hey, listen, I'm not worried about offense. These guys got to have a defensive effort here. Uh, you know, the offense t- takes care of itself. I- I'll argue that the offense doesn't take care of itself. Um, yeah. uh, you know, you want to go back to I know, John and, and, and Matt, you guys go, go, it's the players, it's the players. You know what? I'm not leaning as much on the players as I am. I'm Pike last couple of uh, last couple of games, man. And I, I love him. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he came in and he, 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 you know, and he did exactly what needed to be done. And he got these guys to overachieve and, and defense was the way to go. But then at some point you got to morph into it's, it's I, I tell you what, John, if you're a, if you're a high powered offensive player, you know, you're at a school and you're just filling, you're, you're averaging over 30 points a game and you're, you're, you know, uh, you know, uh, McDonald's all American, whatever. Are, are you going to go to Rutgers? You know, are, is that the place where you're going to go? Hey, that's the place that's, that's good for me. That's a good fit for me. I mean, you tell me. Well, you could look at it two separate ways. You could look at it and say, they can't win and the program is, you know, not a sexy program. They're sort of at the bottom of the Big Ten. So some kids will look at it that way. Other kids will look at it and say, I can hear that. You, say, you hear that noise? What's that noise? That's opportunity knocking. And it's a chance for me to get out there. Like they could look up and down that roster. And if I'm looking at the roster, I'm thinking I'm better than that guy. I'm better than that guy. I'm better than that guy. I could play. If, if someone on their team is getting 30 minutes, I'm better than that guy. I can play 30 minutes next year. And I you know, think- I got to tell you, you know, what would help? What would help is, is if Ron Harper Jr. got drafted and, and went to, went to the pros, at least this, you know, then, then, you know, Pike could start saying he's got that. He's, you know, he's grooming, players for the NBA and right. you, you know, and, it, and it's a long journey, man. You know, I mean, you got guys, you know, iconic coaches out there that have been doing it for years. And, um, this, and this is, uh, something that I think would help the program a lot. If you look at, if you, you know, he's on some lists, Ron Harper jr. Is a, is a top, you know, top 100 player. Just where is he? You know, obviously, you know, there's only two rounds in the NBA, so you got to be a top 60 player. He's right in that area. So he's, you know, some people say, is he a pro or is he not a pro? Well, you know what? Some people have him as a, as a guy who's going to go late second round, possibly. Uh, and then others don't. Um, you know, he doesn't have that elite first step. And that's kind of the whole thing with Rutgers, man. They're not a very quick team. Um, no, but he's really right. good around the basket, man. When he can get, when he gets around the basket and he, you know, is, you know, and he's, he's good. And, and on top of being able to nail threes and NBA threes. So, and also he's got the pedigree. Let's face it. His father's got five rings. 
So yeah. we'll see where that goes. You know, um, I think I think if you were looking at um, like the first 15 games last year, he was trending to be like a, a pick in the first round. Yeah. And since yeah. then, unfortunately, he has dropped like a rock. Well, I, I mean, I here's the thing that's concerning. Right? Round right he, now. he can get taken out of games, John. You know, I mean, he had on uh, he had Marilyn, he had Dante Scott on him. Those guys battled in both games. It was a good battle for both of them because you know, Scott didn't score anything. But, you know, all his his kids um, points came late in garbage time when they really couldn't get back in the game. Um, and they when they, you know, against Marilyn, they had that stretch there where Marilyn was like a 19 to one run or something. And they just, you know, they broke the game open. And it was just, man, it was just. With with all it's so much on the line and the need for that win, it's funny we always talk about these winnable games, not winnable games. Michigan State doesn't say that, as we know, they just say, "Hey, every game's winnable." Um, you know, yeah, well, the- Michigan State was down fourteen at half the other day, and it came all the way back and almost beat Illinois. They had yeah. a free throw at the end. The guy they were they were down two, and uh, and the Hall got fouled and he he missed the first one and then. You know, you got to try and miss the second one to tip it in, and of course, the he, second one goes in, so they wound it. up losing by one point. But yeah, you're always going to be in a rock fight with that guy, Izzo. I mean, he's never out of the game, and so yeah, um, wow. I come back to these next two games. Steve are where it's all at. They yeah. have, they have to, have to, have to, have to, have. Yeah, because what you're Nebraska. seeing, what are you, what are you seeing, John? You're seeing a a, a cellar dweller in the Big Ten. Pikel comes in. I, I love Steve Pikel, and I love what he's done with his program. But then at some point, you still have to evaluate and say, okay, what's going to get it done? Because now he got up to the middle of the pack. They made the the tournament last year. But come on, let's face it. We really thought they were going to be a good team this year. We're really excited about the possibilities. And it's just. The problem is that two years ago, COVID killed them because they were going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So it would have been two years in a row. They did make it. So they would have been coming off two straight years, which would be another feather in his cap. And but you can't say, oh, there's an asterisk. We would have made the NCAA tournament. You can't do that. And then you know, losing that seven or eight point lead in the final minute and change, two minutes against uh, Houston last year, yeah. was um, was a killer because they were Sweet Sixteen, man. Oh, yeah, they man. had it. Oh yeah. You know they had it. Oh, and yeah. now this year, listen, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, let's, you, well, let's you, put that right yeah, out Yeah, I mean, go I'm going to hold on to that run. thread of hope because, you know, I, I am an optimist at the end of the day. I, you know, I know I whine about this team when, hey, it's a yeah, podcast. What are you going to do? No, that they're not going to make it. Oh, man. I mean, listen, uh, it, well, you know, listen, what they got to do is turn into another team. Um, they are a team that yeah. beat Purdue. Uh, yeah, granted, it was a 50-foot heave <laughs> with three seconds left. But this is a team. They beat Iowa. Come on, they beat Michigan. You know, I mean, it looks, listen, this is a team that beat, like I said, there's plenty of highs. There's just too many yeah. lows. And, yeah. uh, well, you know, need, that, that mini game is still, I mean, it's, I can even buy this Maryland because they, they do have some talent. They got some guys, um, if they're they're hot from threes or something, you're going to be in trouble, which which they were. Um, even though it, it's 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 tough one, but the mini one, the Minnesota game is is just a, it's a hard a one. That, that one is killing me. It really is. That was a head scratcher. And, um, and then after playing so poorly there, yeah, you know you you you, you then you, you come have home. To imagine that Pikel was up there, you know, yeah. up their grill for the you know yeah. coming home that flight home and all over them leading into the Maryland game, and then to lose to Maryland, you were there just like a listless performance. Yeah, that. 
that, you know. And I can only hope, really, you hope there's no problems in the locker room, and, you know, uh, but who knows? Um, one would hope that, that Peichel's got that under control. And again, you know, I'm, I, I, I just think that they got to figure out a way to score. Uh, the defense has to stay where it is. They have, they have to have the intensity. You know, I mean, these games that they're losing, they're still keeping the other team in the 60s. It's not like someone's running up 80, 90 points on them. They're not scoring, man, yeah, well, and any kind of consistency. They haven't scored in years, Steve. It's always uh, been about defense. Well, yeah. they gotta, they got to bring in guys that can, well, I like to take, say, someone's got to ring the bell. You know, someone yeah. has to ring the bell. Ron Harper and Jr. and Geo, no, I, you yeah, know, you need more than that. Okay. It can't just be two guys because they're. It's not like they're first team All Americans. They're nice players. I mean, they're nice players. Right. I don't think either one of them. Right. Geo's not going to play in the NBA, and if and if Ron Harper Jr. does, it's going to be sitting on the end of somebody's bench. He'd be a, a three point you hey, know, you know uh, shooter guy. Eugene, Eugene's so, with the Mavericks. Eugene Omar Omarui. You know. Yeah. So. But remember, he's an Oregon guy. That <laughs> 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 oh boy, yeah, man. Well, all right. It's um, it, they got to they got to pick it up. They really do. They really have to pick it up. And I tell you, yeah. someone who all of a sudden has to pick it up are the Pirates. Keaton yes. Hall. We had them. We had them in the yeah. Sweet Sixteen a couple weeks ago, and now it's um the the wheels are coming off in oh, South totally. Orange. But let's take a break. Let's get a spot from LG Insurance and then uh we'll talk Seton Hall. At LG Insurance Agency, our exceptional staff of agents shop seven insurance carriers to help you get the best pricing and value for your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is the destination for all of your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on the Jersey Hardwood podcast, and let's uh, turn our attention to uh, Seton Hall, where it's not much, it's not much better, uh, Johnny. I was talking to Matt last week. Did you listen to the show? I mean, the two I two weeks ago, I was just going on and on about uh, how good Seton Hall is, and how you know Bryce Aiken is just out of control, and then and uh, and this guy they're playing great defense, and then I mean, since then they've just have not played well at all. Uh, that stinker against the St. P- the Paul, and then it started from there. Uh, now, look, uh, you know, they get blown out uh, at at, uh, at Walsh Gym uh, by St. John's. But, you know, Bryce Aiken is is hurt, and um, he's a big what part a of that team. I yeah. Said, what a surprise. Well, you know, what it, you know what it was? The guy's never healthy. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's, it's a con- concussion. And it was from that hit from Greg Elliott from Marquette. And I said, well, was it really that bad? And I took a look, man. He took a nice shot from yeah. Elliott. Oh, and, I feel terribly for the guy, but it just it yeah. just happens all the time. Yeah. So he's uh, and, and, and he's out, you know, what? He's been out like three games now. He, he missed both St. John's games. Right. And then he missed uh, he missed the um, uh, Marquette game. And uh, look, they're not the same team. I mean, now if we're wondering what was the success for Seton Hall and and as I was gushing, most of my gushing two weeks ago was about Bryce Aiken and just how damn good he's been playing uh, on on both ends of the court. And uh, and, uh, you know, when you have a point guard who's leading your team and you know how important guard play is, uh, John. So, uh, you know, without them, man, they're not the same team. I mean, no. um, they weren't now. They had an opportunity against Marquette at the Rock, and and um, you know, little paybacks, and they were never in the game. I tell you that Justin Lewis stepped forward for Marquette is 
and he's a good player. He's uh, in line to win Big East Player uh, of the Year. He's thirty-three done. points, and he, you know, he he couldn't stop him. So he's a heck of a player. And and uh, well, let's go back to the St. John's game. Yeah, they played St. John's twice in mm. two days. Uh-huh. Once at the Garden, right, and then once they had to play at Walsh Gymnasium. I'm I'm assuming it had to do with you know reschedules from COVID stuff. And um, speaking of COVID, Seton Hall was on a roll before they had COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID came in and really set them back. They were they yeah. missed a couple of weeks on the floor. They had games that were canceled. Um, yeah, that's the one St. John's game was postponed. They lost a game with Iona that was canceled, and then they had a DePaul game that was also canceled. Then they come off of that, and they're not fully healthy. Um, they lose to Providence. They lose to Villanova. And then they win a couple games, and then since then, it's been, you know, down, down, down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Reading our friend Jerry Carino, who we have had on the show, um, he was at the game the other night. He was at, at the Rutgers game the night before, and he said the one constant that he's heard at both places is that these kids are getting booed. They were outwardly booing Seton Hall last night against Marquette. Um, and he said the same thing at the Rutgers game that you were at. The fans are starting to boo them. They're turning on these kids. And yeah, I mean, of- I I hate to say it, but I, I I left with like three minutes left of the Rutgers game. But I didn't really hear much booing going on. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of sighing and like what WTF? I mean, what's what's going on here? Uh, they were just looked flat and sluggish, and it just was it was a very frustrating night coming off of that terrible Minnesota performance, man. It was just really, uh, and games you have to win, and I don't want to go back to Rutgers. We'll let them go, but again, again, the, the frustration for a fan, you know, I can understand it. I don't want to boo kids either, and you know what? I don't really, really hammer on this show. We don't really go after these players. I mean, you know, no. yeah, yeah, we tell, you know, with Ron Harper Jr., we say, listen, dude, you're great, and we need you to be great every night, and he might say, hey, yeah. man, I can't be great every night, and I'm like, well, damn it, then, you know, um, then we can't win every night, <laughs> but because when the right. guy, when that guy's on and you can, and, and he's just firing away threes and he's just, you know, when, when he plays really well from the onset and for 40 minutes, man, it, it, Rutgers is hard to beat when he's that good. You know what, Steve? But, yeah. What, what really hurts Seton Hall is yeah. they, they, they had that great home win against Connecticut, which was like an NCAA tournament game. It was an overtime right. win. That was amazing. They were flying high, and then they got to get on the plane and head out to the Midwest to play DePaul, who at that point was either the last team in the Big East or actually they were Georgetown. That's a story for another day. It looks like Patrick Ewing is going to be shown the door at the end of the season. He can't get them to do anything. They're terrible. But they go out to play DePaul, and they lose that game at DePaul, a a real up-and-down shootout, 96-92. And then they go to play at Marquette, who is as hot as a firecracker, and they're winning most of the game, and it comes down to a really, really tough foul call at the end, which I thought was a non-call. They send uh, Marquette to the line. The guy makes one out of two free throws with, like, no time on the clock, and Seton Hall loses that one. That was controversial. Then, you know, they got to come home off of that and supposed to play Providence, who at that point was in a COVID protocol, so that's that's canceled. Then they play at the garden. They beat St. John's, but it wasn't really a great, you know, 66 game. Yeah. And then two days later out of 
nowhere. Nobody saw this one coming. St. John's was up almost 30 points yeah. at, at a, at a couple What's of up with Willard? Now, I, I, you know, I don't get after him much at all because I think he's a great coach, but he, you know, he carrying on about Walsh Jim and how much he doesn't like it and da da da. It's like, well, listen, man, you know what? They, they had to reschedule and that's all they could do. So play the game and win the game. Don't, don't blame right. it on a gym. Come on. Yeah. No, I know. You know, I know. Um, but that was, that was just like out of nowhere. Like, where did that come from that they would just get annihilated by St. John's? And then, un- unfortunately, two nights later, they got the hottest team in, in the Big East coming into town, Marquette. And it was the same thing. I, seven I didn't in a row. Until late last night, they were down 20 points again. By the way, they, you, you, you got them next, right? Friars got them yeah, next coming up. coming up to Friartown. Oh, the Dunkin Donuts and they roasted you guys the last time Marquette played. They beat you. us by like 30-something points last <laughs> oh, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So. Hopefully right. we have payback on All our right. minds. But um, I got you. Yeah. Well, listen, be... but but Seton Hall. I mean, okay, you got Jared Roden, nice player. Um, Alexis Yetna, yeah, he's um, terrific. Yeah, yeah Yetna's really. A yeah, he's good been player. playing like well, him. but I mean, Kadari Richmond kind of been all over the place. You know, hot one night, not the other. And then maybe he isn't isn't the defensive player. Uh, and he's getting on the court more, and maybe that's where the defense is slipping a little bit. I don't know. Um, yeah. but, but who, who's the guy that's going to carry him? And then you got Bryce Aiken, who's kind of setting everybody up and dishing and assist, and then, and then hitting shots when he, when he, when it's needed and being the go-to guy for them and he's out. So I think that, you know, they get Aiken back. I think they can readjust and, and, and listen, here's the thing, right? So you, like you said, they got, they go to Georgetown and yeah, Patrick's guys struggling down there, man. So you got Georgetown and then you come home and you play Creighton. All right, so you can, just like Rutgers, Seton Hall's got an opportunity to adjust, and then, oh, by the way, the next three games are all ranked opponents. They got Xavier at home, and then, oh, hello, Villanova and Philly, and then on to UConn. So, you know, things are going to get real tough again. And, you know... Well, it'll start, yeah, it'll start with a W against Georgetown because they're just... If they lose to Georgetown, then Katie bar the door. Yeah. Something's really well, wrong. Listen, the Georgetown. next five, if they go one and four, two and three, man, I mean, that's not going to do it. They're, the, the team that was is as high as 16th in the country will now be looking at possibly not making the tournament, John. I mean, right? Yeah. Well, I, the, the, the good news for both Rutgers and Seton Hall is that they play in conferences where they'll be squaring off against teams that have a number in front of them. Yeah. So they have opportunities for big wins yeah. and resume wins pretty oh, much every night. Both out. teams go on a tear. They're in. That's a fact. Uh, yeah. The thing is, and, is can they, can they come on? Can they, but let's face it. If any one of the two teams, it's not going to be Rutgers. Going, Rutgers is not going to beat Michigan state and, and Illinois and those things. Seton Hall, when they're on and they're playing well, they have a chance to beat anyone in the big East. They, they almost beat Villanova at their place and they yeah. didn't even have their full complement of players. Yeah, they play so. they play they play Villanova well. And you know, it's right in Philly, man. I mean, that's a game that they could win. So again, it's all in front of them. And you know, yeah. speaking back the Rutgers again, listen, a lot of those games are at home, John. If they could play like yeah. I mean, it was uh, the rack was a wasteland uh, uh, on a uh, Tuesday. But uh yeah. but if they can get back to to some home cooking with any of those teams, they can win. The problem is they got to win them all. Not just, you, yeah. know, one, you know, they got to win them all, man, at this point. And, and you know, uh, they can slip yeah. up maybe one or two more times and then that's it. So, 
uh, unfortunately, it's just those, like, again, those lows that I was talking about. And certainly Lafayette well, was as low as listen, you could get. See, it, with yeah. Seton Hall, it, it comes down to Jared Roden has got to be the guy. I mean, yeah. you just look at his last, his last four games, 12 points, 6 points, 12 points, and 14. Here's a yeah. guy who averages 16. He's got to score in the 20s when his team is down, especially when, when Bryce Aiken is not there. He's got to be the man. You know, if you want to be the man, you got to be the man. And so, you know, as the senior and, and the guy who everyone is, you know, keying in on, it's time to step up and, and get it done. I mean, the last couple of games, as I said, two for 11 from the floor, four for 17, and five for 17 his last three games. Yeah, That's not, not going to cut it. No. He's got to be the guy that does it. And right now he's in his shooting uh, funk. They yeah. need to, but but as we said, right around the corner is the is the team that should get everybody back on on good spirits, and that's Georgetown. There seem to be the yeah. battering ram. That well, and and, and I think you'll agree with me. They don't get Aiken back at, at least soon. They're in big trouble. I mean, they really need him yeah. on the court. Yeah, Come on. but you know, it's an opportunity for other guys. You know, right. it's an opportunity. Miles Kale, hello, yeah. hello, Miles Kale. We need you. You know. We yeah. need you. And, He's always and, been um, pedestrian, though. I mean, good defensive player, right? Who's always, you know, he does come up here and there, but he's kind of not, he's not that guy, that the go-to count-on guy. He's never been that, right? I mean, yeah. he's, he's always been a guy who'll get you seven points or whatever, and, uh, um, you know, and then he does have it. He'll, he'll occasionally get a hot hand and, and, and put in 15 or even 20, but that's here or there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a what? What God? How long has he been well, with Seton Hall? Seven years. We'll, Jeez. We'll take a look with with um, Aiken out. The guy who is stepping up is Jameer Harris. Yeah, he has uh, last two games twelve points and sixteen points. He's making okay. threes. He's a guy that you know. Bill Belichick started the, the line a long time ago. When someone gets hurt, next man up. <laughs> you know, no one's going to feel sorry for you. Right. Next man up, and he's he's carrying some of that water that Bryce Aiken was uh was bringing and so again i come back to jared roden um i i come back to a guy like alexis yetna he's got to step it up a notch and and kadari richmond i mean he had that one sequence against yukon in that amazing game where he scored like 20 straight points uh-huh. and i don't think he scored a total of 20 in the last three games no. so uh-huh. you know you, you got to do it consistently uh-huh. And right now, they're not getting consistent efforts from from folks that are there. Um, is there still time left? Absolutely. And and yeah. as we mentioned, there's a there's an opportunity with each time they step out in the Big East to to put some yeah. um, to put some pelts over your shoulder and and win some top twenty five games and get you right back into the mix. Yeah, absolutely. And same with Rutgers too. I mean, with plenty of um, games in the Big Ten here coming up where uh, they can turn it around. Uh, just doesn't seem likely, but um, I'll stay optimistic and uh, there's nothing else you can do. Right. And, and then at some point, like I said, though, you know, you lose, you struggle in these next couple games and then, you know, you start playing the younger guys, the guys that just came in and, and, and you start developing these, these guys for, for next year. The concern there is, I mean, they probably it's considerable drop off and they're right now they're barely the middle of the pack. So you had Pikel go from, from the absolutely the bottom barrel up, and then he got him up to the middle of the pack. But now it seems to go back down. So breaking through up to the top of the of the Big Ten is something that's way down the road. Um, well, and, I'll tell you what, yeah. Steve, at eleven and eight overall, 
if if they can't win at Nebraska and at Northwestern, even if they split, if they go to uh, you know twelve and nine, then or, or eleven and eleven and ten, God, God forbid they lose both of them, then with that murderer's row we talked about coming up, I mean, yeah, it could get ugly at the rack. Well, wait, I said at the beginning of the year, the yeah, eleven wins in the Big Ten. 10 to 11 wins might be enough. I think at this point with the Lafayette loss and all, maybe they got to get to 12 wins. But, I mean, if it, if it's 10, they're halfway there, you know? Uh, yeah, but, but look who they still yeah, have left. Yeah, covered it earlier. Well, after these two weeks, you know, and that's why these two games against freaking Minnie and Maryland were so important. But uh, but the, yeah. the, those are gone now. And so now, um, you know, getting, getting these next two is just so important, and we'll see uh, moving forward from there. Uh, but anyway, we had a nice long show today, Johnny. Good to have you back. Uh, yeah. This is the Jersey Hardwood uh, podcast. Uh, we're here weekly. Uh, again, Matt couldn't join us. He's uh, with the Devils, but he'll be back next week, and we'll get some Seton Hall perspective from him because he's called a couple games recently. Yes, he has. Uh, yeah. He was on the Which, perch at Walsh Gymnasium. That's cool. The other night. Yeah. I saw him. Yeah. He tweeted something out about being back to where, where it all started yeah, man. as a Which is collegian. Cool. And so it was, yeah. uh, it was good to see that. We'll get his. As you said, get him back in here in the mix. We missed him this week. Sure thing, yeah. So um, we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, catch up with uh, Matt for sure, and uh, we'll be back next week. Again, Jersey Hardwood Podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. A couple other directories we're on. So you can find us there. Actually, moresportsnow.com. We just did a, a, a site uh, update there as well. So we're going to start posting uh, back on the site again. And uh, we're going to have a lot more stuff going on on the site uh, moving forward as well. Uh, check us out on Facebook uh, at More Sports Now and also on uh, Twitter as well. But real quick, Johnny, you are going on the road because you're getting a um, service dog. Tell us a little bit about I that am. real quick. I'm leaving in the yeah. middle of a nor'easter, I'm <laughs> seeing. Uh, unfortunately, I'm hoping that I can get out there. I'm going out to Medford, Long Island, to the northeast training facility for canine companions for independence. Um, I've been on the waiting list now for about four years for a service dog. And um, hopefully maybe the next time that we're on, I will sign off and I'll have a friend of mine give a little hello with a, a send off as well. Oh, no, that'd be great. Man. That happen. That's a good story, man. So we're looking forward to uh, meeting the new pup when he comes around. So that'll do it Absolutely. for uh, this week's uh, show. And we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>